1: Oh, hi there. Rob McCarran here. I didn't see you sneak up on me like so. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 178. Jeff Hawkins will join me in just a moment. But before he does, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. Go there now and get your first month free. Join the club. Join 3 million members, including myself, with your first month free. This episode also brought to you by Mac Weldon, Promo code VOICES. Go there and get 20% off your order right now. MacWeldon.com and promo code VOICES. So much to get to today. And you may be wondering why all the dramatic pauses. Why the long intro? Well, it's because we don't have any music and I'm going bare bones with the audio setup and I'm going to pop my peas quite a bit, but it's okay. The content's really good. This episode of shake them ropes may be, dare I say, one of the best ever. And you get to listen to it. And we appreciate that. I appreciate you because you That's right. You are the backbone and soul of this earth. Not Ken bone. No, not that guy. But you, you are the backbone. Certainly of shake them ropes. And we thank you. Rob McCarran, Jeff Hawkins, shake them ropes. Episode 178 coming up now. It's all gold.
2: Sky and tree and water. Everything just before it changes looks to be made of gold. Eudora Welty. Today on Shake Them Ropes, Dolph Ziggler saves his WWE career. Paige is jeopardizing her WWE career. Hideo Itami may never have a WWE career. And is this the start of James Ellsworth's WWE career? No Mercy, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And our Top 100 match, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar from Extreme Rules 2011. And now, fans of Shake Them Ropes... A moment of silence, please. Some respect. As our friend Rob McCarran is in a deep, deep state of mourning and grief. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to mourn the loss of Tino Sabatelli's run in the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic. It was not a spectacular run, nor was it a memorable one, cut down in its prime by those cursed Aussies in TM61. But we come here to remember the good times, the entrance, the pre-match video. Corey Graves and Rob being smitten with Tino's toned, glistening body. Today is a day of celebration for all three minutes of Tino Sabatelli's shot at destiny. May it rest in peace. We have finger sandwiches and sodas in the lobby for those who would like to stay in comfort Rob in his moment of need. Amen. Rob, how are you holding up?
1: I prefer to look at it as a celebration of life. (laughs) A a celebration (laughs) of abs, if you will. (laughs) you know sabatelli the road ended before it even began
2: i hope this comes out on a two disc blu-ray set and he can get it autographed for you at some indie show somewhere down the road
1: someday down the road at, he wouldn't i don't think he's gonna do indies i think no. he's gonna do he's gonna do the uh the autograph signings like the high level autograph signings but he ain't working no indie shows <laughs> there might be spots opening up for Tino Sabatelli, though on the NXT roster. You got all these call ups, and you got Hideo Itami getting injured again.
2: Oh my goodness!
1: This poor guy I, I gets know. his move, gets his moveset co opted by everybody, and then
2: and then like in some like one hundred person gym is getting killed by by guys totally he's bad. supposed to be totally helping. Uh. Ryan Satin,
1: Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, came out with the story that Hideo Itami might be out for a few months again with an injury. Uh, just as he was on his way to a comeback, as he was likely to have a singles match with Austin Aries, uh, possibly, at uh, NXT TakeOver in Toronto, unless Austin Aries maybe goes far in this uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. You would have thought Hideo Itami was going to go far in it, teaming with Kota Ibushi. Now that's all blown to hell, possibly. Uh, do they just give up on the Kota Ibushi team, or does Kota Ibushi team up with someone else?
2: They may throw in someone else here i think
1: or we're find or- out tomorrow we're gonna find out thursday yeah. they're taping stuff on thursday like this one sprang up on me i didn't even realize they were taping tomorrow
2: all right let me get a percentage check on here because there's sure. something that i was considering after watching tonight's nxt i know the roddy strong pick for austin aries tag team partner is popular sure. yep. but he hasn't been on television yet that's What's right. the chances that they replace him with Bobby Roode here? And Bobby, this makes Bobby Roode even bigger heel by just joining another team with a
1: real yeah. winner. <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah. Um, has, has the uh, Bobby Roode. Well, yeah, I mean the Bobby Roode match with Ty Dellinger hasn't aired yet, right? It aired today. It aired tonight. Okay. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen tonight's episode, but that makes sense. Um, yeah. He just joins another team. He just keeps joining new teams.
2: Yeah. He, well, he, yeah, he, he joins this one. Cause this guy's a real winner. Scoot, I would love something with Austin,
1: Yeah, with Austin Aries being a dick, I would love the aspect of Austin Aries had someone picked out. And like Bobby Roode says, hey, I'm available. And he like Austin Aries as a heel dumps mm. his original partner. Yes. Like it could be anyone. It wouldn't even matter. Uh, yeah, but uh, this Dusty Rhodes tag team classic has the chance to be uh, pretty, not only special, but interesting. I mean, I, I think a lot more interesting than last year. Last year, it was really, it was well known for the rise of American Alpha more than anything. Um, you know, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor win. They end up feuding afterwards. But as far as matches and as far as storylines, it was really the American Alpha. But this I year, think.
2: Hold on. I think you're cutting this a little short here. What? Because, look, I think it's set up in a very similar way. Last year's Classic didn't get interesting until we got out of the first round. Right. And really, you know, other it, in, in addition to American Alpha, it was really the ascent of... I also thought... um uh Dawson and Dash. Uh yeah. the, the revival. I think it really put them on the map as well.
1: Okay. You can and, say that. Sure.
2: And that and that whole final card is possibly my fav- favorite favorite NXC top to bomb. And and you know, even the Rhino, the, the Rhino uh Corbin, Corbin? T- team and, and, oh, yeah, the Samo- Dem- and the Samoa Joe uh, uh Finn Balor team, it that story as well in there. It had these interesting stories in there.
1: Oh, I but think those, Rhino uh, Rhino got his main roster job and kept his NXT job because of that tournament.
2: Yeah, I'm waiting for a few of these stories to break out next round. I'm hoping that happens. Oh, and I
1: think I, they will. I'm I'm expecting more out of this one than last year. Are you okay? Oh, yeah,
2: because, oh, gosh, this this I looked at the brackets and I'm like, there are going to be some good teams that have to lose early now. Yep. But I guess, I guess, yeah. with a Tommy out, that kind of helps things. Maybe they yeah. forfeit
1: you have the interest of what is Kota Ibushi going to do? Because they've announced Kota Ibushi and Hideo Itami teaming, but what's what's going to be the replacement, if anything? Mm-hmm. Um, Kota Ibushi, by the way, coming off of the return to New Japan that's been a year and a half in the making. I, you know, Kota Ibushi right now is in WWE and New Japan at the same time. That's crazy. You have those two. You have the debut of Sanity, which will be a big deal in NXT.
2: Which I liked. It was. Yeah. It was. I thought it was done very, very well. I thought.
1: So you have that. Uh, you have Austin Aries and the intrigue about who his partner will be. You have whether or not Bobby Roode will somehow play a part in the rest of this tournament at all. Uh, and then obviously you have all these teams. Who is the final four going to be? Who's going to win? You have Gargano and Ciampa. You have. Uh, uh, you have the revival. You have all these different teams. TM Six One. I mean, TM Six One's not a team that's probably going to go too far, but you got them involved. And- Authors.
2: And- Authors of pain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. God, I just hope the authors of pain they got to find a way for the author, authors of pain and whoever they wrestle to be like a double DQ and someone gets a buy because you're not going to have authors of pain losing clean somewhere, and no. I really hope they don't win it. No, so it's a matter of what What are they going to do, who's, who's going to go far. Like, this is a very intriguing tournament to do the uh, the Rob McCarran special. I'm very interested to see where this goes. <laughs>
2: It is a Rob McCarron
1: special, isn't it? It's turning out, uh, what was it, last week I was interested in every fucking thing that was happening in the world, apparently. Let, let's see how it plays out. <laughs> let's see how it plays out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm not going to rush to judgment on this one. Uh, this episode of Shake Them Ropes, by the way, yes, Jeff, I'm doing, I'm doing well. There's a lot of my mind, a lot weighing down, and I'm not going to tell any of it on air.
2: I will, right now. Here nope. we go. Cut,
1: it <laughs> Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Cut the tape, but yeah, we're not going to talk about too much uh, of that, but a lot going on. Uh, As you said before we went on air, a lot to discuss in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, This is Shake Them Ropes, episode 178. It is brought to you with help by the Dollar Shave Club, dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. You can get your first month free right now. The best shaving experience you will ever have. I personally recommend it. I have used it myself. Get the Dr. Carver shave butter, get the executive blade. For just a few bucks a month after your first free month, it is going to do wonders for you. com slash ropes. Get one free month right now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash ropes. We thank them for joining us here on the Shake Them Ropes ride. Uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar is the big news, I think, of the week. Uh, It is becoming official. Uh, Goldberg is going to appear on next Monday's Raw. He is going to answer the challenge from Paul Heyman on behalf of Brock Lesnar. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar is going to happen at the Survivor Series, Jeff. Huh? Oh, it is? Oh, great. I wonder, <laughs> why didn't Goldberg versus Brock from WrestleMania 20 make our top 100 match list?
2: Because it sucked. Because it, it, sucked it sucked hard. Sucked. Yes. And
1: that sucked it- when Goldberg was, uh, you know, after being back in the game for a year, uh, he had been wrestling for a year straight. And has the match with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, his foot was out the door. Goldberg's foot was out the door. They weren't motivated, so be it. But that doesn't change. I mean, they're not going to be motivated here. I mean, Brock Lesnar will do his performance. He's better than he was then. Uh, Goldberg is going to still have one foot out the door. I mean, he's not coming in for a full-time run by any means. And I don't know how Toronto is going to, well, any city really, is going to react to Goldberg after a couple of weeks of build or after a month of build. I don't see Goldberg going in as this big mega face. So you better hope Brock Lesnar is.
2: Yeah. And I don't see them having a good match. I don't see him being able to take all the bumps and all the suplexes that, that you'd want him to take. I I don't. It can't be a main
1: event. It's not
2: going to be a 20 minute main event. It's still part of the legacy that he was part of the, of the people that you boo. If you're a WWE fan, they still live in this Monday night wars era history where vince mcmahon spikes the football so i i don't understand why these two have to be the match as opposed to just goldberg squ- squashing someone like the level of bray wyatt and getting out of there
1: i would have been, you know a, yeah a five minute bray wyatt match would have been really cool it would have been interesting you know again it would have been fun a five minute squash goldberg squash matches were great you know when he went that 12 minutes with ddp that match was pretty good but that was the outlier I mean, generally, to get the best out of Bill Goldberg, you have there's to go in there for me, eight minutes.
2: There's a part of me that thinks that, that once they get this going and they start having doubts, that they bring in Stone Cold to stun them both, like WrestleMania 20 again.
1: I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know if I would expect that, but I expect someone on the current roster to be involved in some way at the end, whether that's Bray Wyatt, whether whoever is Brock Lesnar's next uh, challenger, I don't know. I expect at the time of the match, something happens, someone else gets involved, because... And maybe maybe it won't be the main event of Survivor Series. Maybe it'll be the co-main event. Maybe it's on earlier in the show. Maybe it's the third to the last match. Because I don't see how they're going to go out there and try to do a 15 to 20-minute main event uh, in in Toronto, in Skydome on the Big Four pay-per-view. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to main event with AJ Styles. I don't know if you're going to main event with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I don't know what you're going to do. Those are two by far the biggest names on the show. But I don't see Goldberg and Brock Lesnar as a main event. I am not going to hate on the match yet. I'll let Goldberg come in and see what he can do because, hell, Brock Lesnar, most of his stuff to me has been really fun to watch. And uh, I, I'm going to let Brock Lesnar try to prove me wrong again in saying that this match may not be very good. We'll see. Yeah. I don't and- know what are you going to do with Brock Lesnar? It's going to be. I, what Are you going to put Goldberg in a bunch of headlocks for 15 minutes? Is Goldberg going to put Brock in a bunch of headlocks for 15 minutes?
2: Yeah, it's not like Goldberg ever worked very long matches in the first Rarely.
1: Place. Rarely. And when he did in WWE, that's when the crowd started turning against him.
2: Yeah, and this whole card could be <laughs> very hit or miss, especially with the SmackDown challenge last night, that we want to put our top five versus your top five in what's always the battle of laundry rather than anything with any real stakes or consequences and battles and of commands. I mean... yeah.
1: And not to mention, you're going to have a WWE Championship match. You're going to have a World uh, or a Universal Championship match. It won't be the top five versus the top five, right? The top it, five it's on SmackDown it, is going to include Baron Corbin. It's, it's already a bait, yeah. It's a,
2: already a bait and switch, to be honest with you, because it's not going to be the top five guys, because the champions are going to have no, their own I,
1: programs. Absolutely. It, yeah, I I mean there's plenty of time for the show. We still got what? Hell in a cell to go before oh, yeah. Survivor oh, yeah. Series. We still have a pay-per-view to go. We still have a ton of stuff on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's kind of building up for this uh this Scotland show. Is this on TV? Cuz Yes, this is a taping. It hurt. Yeah, it's a taping. So you got that's probably going to be built up as some type of somewhat big show mm-hmm. happening in early November. Um Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here, but Survivor Series is looking is looking uh yeah like you said i guess hit or miss is way. um it's looking very weird and you're gonna have all these multi-main matches plus a uh goldberg brock lesnar main event of all things um i just see bray wyatt gets involved in the weirdest stuff i wouldn't be shocked at all if bray wyatt somehow gets involved with goldberg and brock lesnar do hmm. finally do brain brock i mean they've been trying to do it for a year hmm. trying to and brock this time What do you think about AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose getting paired off? Uh, You know, John Cena going on sabbatical again to tape his TV show, coming back at Survivor Series. Uh, But he's kind of out of it. It's weird to have a triple threat with John Cena involved for the title. And at the end of the day, John Cena is the one bowing out.
2: It was an interesting thing at No Mercy when they restarted that match to kind of make you think that AJ was out of it and was between Cena and and Ambrose. That was interesting. I don't think it it carried over well because as soon as AJ comes in and starts doing it, but the, the way that Kyoto was doing those gesticulations, it was like, okay, the match is between you two. And then AJ came in with the chair and whatnot. You know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think Cena can take these losses this late in. I don't think it's a message necessarily. Don't get me wrong on
1: that part, but. He can th- he can take the losses. And I expected him if he was going to mm-hmm. go away to probably take the loss. It's just. You know, I've seen AJ I've story. seen AJ
2: and Dean already. I I've, I've seen this program. So I don't know if it can get better although the L's, right. Look, the James Ellsworth sketch in its unrepentant stupidity. It 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 got right to the point of me not liking it without me not liking it because I actually had such a blast watching it. It was so unrepentantly weird and dumb and funny. The arm bar, the teaching Hillsworth how to do an arm bar during the commercial break is one of my favorite things this year. And it was, it was fine. It was funny. I just, we, we've seen AJ beat Dean. Why does this have to now continue necessarily?
1: We've seen AJ beat Dean in singles, we've seen him now beat him in the triple threat match. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same reason why John Cena was in the triple threat to begin with. It's because those are the main eventers on the show. Right. There ain't nobody else. Right. Randy Orton's losing a match to Bray Wyatt. You can't put him in the title picture right away, or I guess he could, but they're not. Bray Wyatt probably is the guy that makes the most sense to be in there, but now you have Luke Harper back, and you have, uh, you know, they're involved. They're going to be involved with whoever. I, and I wouldn't be shocked if at some point in Survivor Series or after Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt break up. Like this could all be just the Luke Harper getting Bray Wyatt back at something. I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know what's going on on SmackDown. I want to see it. I want to see it play out. I'd really like to period. see.
2: I'd really like to see in the next couple months. I, I hope they don't give the Intercontinental title back to Miz. I want him put in the SmackDown title, Universal, yeah. ti- or not universal Elevate title, not Universal World title program, because he, yeah, he is up. He is the IC. He has upped his promo game. Even that promo oh, sure. yesterday. Was so great. He takes the the these terrible words that nobody else can do. I mean, look, I love Sasha Banks, but man, that promo Monday, it it, 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 it's it's the Mad Lib promo of uh, and because Dolph did a little bit on this one, it's it's the oh, I've always dreamed to be in WWE. Here's a guy from the past that is universally loved that I reference. Here's a historical thing that I'll reference as well. And here's my catchphrase. Boom, there's your baby face, because T.J. Perkins has now done the same thing as well. But Miz makes it such a part of him, and he's bringing his acting game to a whole new level on this thing in terms of intensity. And it, it, that whole mornings part of it, I, I really dug. And then it makes you feel like that title actually meant something to him.
1: The Miz could be elevated in that world title picture. I would love them to finally do that, do some elevation of, of people. I mean, Miz, Miz has certainly earned it. Uh, His program with Dolph Ziggler, uh, he loses the championship. Now you have Ziggler in there with the spirit squad of all people, the spirit squad back for the time being. Uh, Kenny not looking too bad either. No. He's, he, uh, what, yeah, he's what, looking great. He's looking great. SmackDown, you can't look at SmackDown and say, you know, this is a boring show. It's not boring, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. But there's a lot of pieces that are stuck with the same pieces, and they well, need no, to but, move but, it around they, a little bit.
2: Oh, but they made some good choices here. I thought I, I, I'm going to disagree slightly with you here, okay? Because I think putting the tag champs, since they're not going to, since they're not going to lose the titles immediately, putting them with guys like the Spirit Squad in a program where they can get a win. Sure. Oh, I think yeah. that's I think that's great. As, as opposed to doing usos over and over and over again now oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Now unfortunately the the recipient of the uso feud is now American Alpha who are quickly mm. becoming irrelevant. I mean, they need some promos and they don't have the kind of promos with the babyface fire. They have kind of that goofy charisma with the Ready, willing, and gable thing going. They need some help here, and well, they, 50 they 50 need really
1: good happen. matches too.
2: Yes, they do. And the Usos will give That's it to them. them. Don't get it. me wrong, but I oh, mean, yeah. we—I can't watch them get outsmarted week after week after week, <laughs> and 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 keep being interested in them. I—they I, need something right now because that luster from the draft has worn off, and they're just yeah. becoming guys.
1: Just becoming guys so and but it's true i mean i agree and and i like the build for uh hey guys how's it going
2: oh our number one contender alexa bliss i'm liking this story a lot she's she's really doing well on these backstage vignettes and things like that i don't i don't understand the rise of naomi at all but i like i like this alexa becky feud I, i wish it'd been able to be paid off on no mercy but uh we'll have to wait unfortunately that that was the biggest disappointment coming out of no mercy for me was that no 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 becky alexa to see how they do in the spotlight with an extended match
1: yeah because i want to i want to see alexa bliss getting the big spot Mm -hmm. you know she hasn't gotten the big spot she rarely ever i mean she really didn't get it in nxt either Um, passed
2: over yes you have alexa
1: so, yeah, getting her in the big <laughs> spot, Becky Lynch defending the championship, too. I mean, Becky Lynch hasn't had this long run with this title. It's brand new. Yeah. Uh, so seeing her defend the championship would be cool. Staying but on I, SmackDown. But,
2: but I like that they didn't strip her of it either. That, oh, that right. was Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm really, really for that because yeah, they yeah. made that move too soon with Sasha, and she had to get that credibility back, and she's still trying to get it back from that win. Although that main event on raw did a lot of good for her. And I think the hell in the cell will do a lot of good for her as well, but that was the rebuilding project they had to do real quick because they jumped the gun. I like that. They kept it on Becky and, it, and you know what, if it, she has to lose it at Glasgow, so be it.
1: I want to get your thoughts on this whole James Ellsworth thing. And we need to <laughs> talk about this, but before we do, before we talk about this great James Ellsworth uh, character on SmackDown, I want to mention, guys? You've heard us say it before. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. For right now, you go to MacWeldon.com. You can shop for the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I've shopped on the website. Jeff's looked at the website. This is a very simple website to manage. You are not going to have to go around to a lot of filters and a lot of different columns and, and tabs to find what you want. It's all there right on the front page. You just have to go. Go to MacWeldon.com right now. If you shop from listening to Shake Them Ropes, you can get 25% off your order. Uh, get that 20% off off your order by using promo code VOICES. So you go to MacWeldon.com, you get 20% off by using promo code Voices that is V O I C E S, and yes, I had to write that down to make sure I spelled it correctly. (laughs) MacWeldon.com get 20% off your first order using promo code voices. And if you like, yeah,
2: yeah. if if you like our show, go along with the ride and patronize our sponsors, please, because I'll show you that you like them as well.
1: That's right. And I'm telling you, you're going to get good stuff. You're Mm going to get good stuff. You're going to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you. That is yep. how confident Mac Weldon is in making sure you like their stuff. There's no questions asked. Go to macweldon.com, use promo code voices for 20% off your order. James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy what? came back. Wait, hold on. Why are you cussing about him? What 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 did he do to you? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do anything to me. Okay. He didn't do anything to me. And I'm not uh, that's not the negative cussing at him either. He's okay. just back. Okay, because you, you remember, you talk I, have about a a guy guy I have another game over for no reason. Yeah, I have another host who who cusses a lot because he's frustrated. Remember this? So, so I took that as, as as being frustrated with James Ellsworth. Um, I don't get frustrated, Jeff. This is, as you know, Shake Them Ropes is a very positive show.
2: You're <laughs> you're your half as positive, I would guess. Um, I have his
1: positive. I, I love the people who because uh, we get iTunes reviews, and if you haven't done hey. so already, please please go out there, guys. Go to bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash slash S-T-R iTunes, bit.ly slash S-T-R iTunes. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Even if you don't listen via iTunes, go to the link, write about what you like about the show, give us a rating. It would really help us out. It would let us find new people uh, to listen to the show and let people who want to get WWE audio content uh, a chance to check us out. So those mm-hmm. people might be looking for WWE podcasts and don't know about us, but your ratings and reviews will help them. And they'll also help us let us know what you like about the shows and maybe what, what you don't like. But a lot of the times what we get is, you know, these guys are great. These guys are, uh, these guys are fun. They're, they're knowledgeable. And then on the other side, we'll get, well, these guys are always negative. These guys, why would I want to listen to a negative show when I it's like off week.
2: It's an off week usually if we're, if we're negative about everything.
1: And and we might not be negative about everything, but negative about one thing. And that's what they hear. And I understand yeah. that if you listen to the show and you're not listening to every episode or you're a new listener, you know, first impressions matter. I understand. We're not always going to be super positive if we don't like something on the show. We're not always going to be super negative. What we want to be is real. We don't want to be not, fake yes, positive. You're not
2: co-opted media like some other people who just want to have interviews and things like that and be in good and get good seats. No, not us. Not <laughs> us. not yet. At not least yet. not yet. <laughs> No, as soon as they do co-opt us, though, nothing but sunshine and fluff. Oh, Liv Morgan is great.
1: Well, she is. <laughs> she already is.
2: I know. And Tino <laughs>
1: Sabatelli is, too. Tito
2: Sabatelli is a world champion. And Corbin is great, too.
1: Holy shit, maybe I am co-opted.
2: Oh, I think we are. I think we just got bought off because I just I, I have a microphone made of gold now. So, there we go. Who
1: do, who hmm. do I not like? Can I pick Mikey now that he's technically back?
2: <laughs> no, because I don't like
1: There's,
2: him. Um oh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> uh okay, James Ellsworth. Go
1: leave, us, Ellsworth. That, go leave yes. us a review. James Ellsworth, um, there's some controversy.
2: <laughs> is there? Because I oh, is this the uh linear title controversy?
1: So AJ Styles had been the <laughs> WWE linear champion. If you're not familiar with the linear championship, it is this it is as if every match involving the WWE Linear Champion was a title match, if it was a single straight wrestling match. If every single straight wrestling match the WWE Linear Champion did was a title match, that lineage would follow whoever wins the matches. So AJ Styles had been the linear champion. He merged the linear title with the real title. Now, last night, we're recording this on Wednesday, last night on uh, Tuesday SmackDown, James Ellsworth, with the help of Dean Ambrose, defeated AJ Styles. It was not a real-world title match, but it was a linear championship match because it was a singles match with the champion. And James Ellsworth became the linear champion Or so we thought, Mm. Jeff, there is apparently there are some, uh, some SmackDown results, some live results out there from last week. Right. That say John Cena beat AJ Styles in some sort of dark match. Now, the problem is I haven't verified this yet. It seems likely, but I haven't verified it yet because there were, there would have been according to these results, two different dark matches that there was John Cena and AJ Styles, as well as Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And I don't know if that would be accurate.
2: Let me ask something. So the linear championship can only be defended in one-on-one matches, correct?
1: It can only be defended in one-on-one matches, uh, matches um, that are right that are won by pinfall or submission, or if the stipulation of the match is special that allows you to win it that way.
2: Because I thought um, there was a way out of this while having. Cena have the dark match, but he still lost the triple threat. So, technically, James Ellsworth could conceivably be considered.
1: Right, but triple threats don't count. It has to be one-on-one. It's as if you know, like in boxing, if you know, a boxing champion wins, but then loses a non-title match or a different uh, sanctioning bodies match, the linear title would change hands, but not the real championship. I
2: believe as commissioner of the linear league, you should make a judgment call here and give Ellsworth a short run.
1: I have to verify <laughs> if John Cena indeed win, because let's face it, if James Ellsworth wins the linear championship, all fucking chaos goes down. Like, like if he loses breaks it loose. on an indie show this weekend, on some in on some southern indie show that he's the booker of. And he bl- loses in like the first match to someone who's never going to wrestle again.
2: Wow. You're contempt for southern indie.
1: There. Oh, I have no contempt for southern. But Ooh. I mean, Jeff, be honest, that shit happens. <laughs> true if it does happen one weekend and never wrestle again i'm just saying it's not a southern wrestler i think he's a southern promoter that's all why, yes. why well, I said he's southern. from ba-
2: baltimore is
1: oh is he northeastern promoter
2: uh, he's kind of mid-atlantic let's go there
1: because he promotes his own shows is the thing is what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yes. i know i know he's going to wrestle this weekend somewhere i know it you know what's going to happen probably right mm-hmm. so yeah. if he loses to anyone that person whether they're in wwe or not becomes the linear champion And you can find all about it uh, on Twitter at WWE Linear. That's at WWE Linear uh, on Twitter for all the information about that. So I got to investigate this overnight. I got to figure out if John Cena did indeed win it last week and he would still be the Linear champion. Or if he didn't win it, James Ellsworth is your WWE champion linear champion either way there's chaos that breaks loose because john Mm -hmm. cena it might be it might be two months before he wrestles a singles match and if he wrestles on the house shows he's going to win every single singles match true overall i'm enjoying
2: the james ellsworth story now that we've moved on from heath slater um
1: james ellsworth
2: yeah. The running gag of James Ellsworth, you know what? Good for him. Number one, because the guy gets a payday every time he shows up now. So that's that's cool. I, I, I like that. It's well done comedy. So despite it being in the world title picture, I'm fine with it. You know, I I even thought Dean played comedy well. Like, it's like, you know what? I really want to see this. I thought that was a perfectly delivered line. And AJ being very logical in the story, knowing that that Dean's going to screw him goes, "Okay, no, you can't do that because you're going to end up screwing me in this. And then, you know, I, I, I usually have problems with these types of, you know, face commissioner comes in to screw screw around with the heel because it's just as bad as a heel commissioner coming in and screwing with the faces. But Daniel Bryan has that kind of for lack of a better term, cheeky sense of humor on Talking Smack where he kind of trolls guys. So I so it's perfectly within character. So I can suspend my disbelief as long as they don't go to the well too often. I enjoyed it. I thought Ellsworth was pretty darn good on Talking Smack last night. <laughs> I don't know. Just everything about this makes me laugh and smile, so I'm not going to overanalyze it.
1: I'm, yeah, this James Ellsworth thing. I mean, he he beats AJ. Dean Ambrose really gets the one up on him. Tuesday night, they'll continue it on SmackDown because James Ellsworth is going to get a WWE championship shot. It is AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose, or excuse me, AJ Styles and James Ellsworth for the title. So even if James Ellsworth is the linear champion, just to close that book up, uh, he's likely going to lose it to AJ if you get through the weekend without him losing. Can I be the guy who 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 wants SmackDown? what? I want the guy who wants Ellsworth to have
2: – for some reason I want to tweak Puris and have Ellsworth have the belt for one week. I don't why know not? why.
1: Should. Why not? I mean, that's fine. Let them let do as much as possible.
2: <laughs> but go ahead, ahead and, and put possible. your post, post-mortem on it.
1: I mean, I just it, – it's something for Smackdown to do. I like mm-hmm. that they're continuing the storyline even if it is James Ellsworth. Could I'll someone else have gotten this rub, maybe?
2: But Kurt Hawkins, Kurt <laughs> Hawkins,
1: Kurt Hawkins didn't make his debut after all. Good <laughs> time waits for no man except Kurt Hawkins. Face the facts. This whole thing's a rib on him. I so think hilarious. so. I love yeah. it. It's the biggest rib on him. Like, literally, this is the writing team telling him to face the facts, but they're getting some <laughs> mileage out of it. That's what it is. To a okay. on Kurt Hawkins. They don't they don't find him. They're not even do anything with him when it when it comes time to cut something from Smackdown, what do they cut? They cut freaking Kurt Hawkins. He's getting why not? He's not going to be a big deal.
2: He's getting paid without taking a bump. He's living the dream.
1: Is he though? He Maybe. doesn't look like a guy who's living the dream.
2: Okay, he's not he getting doesn't. paid a lot, but I mean still, no. it's better than getting a real job or having to hustle out there on the indies
1: right i guess so hustle anymore out there on the indies mm. what else from smackdown we've kind of talked about mo- much of smackdown you uh, want to go to raw then? Else from the smackdown show i don't um I don't have that much from raw
2: i want to talk about a couple things real quick um so they did pull the trigger on sasha and charlotte in hell yep. in a cell which that's is right. fascinating um
1: that was the one thing i had from raw to talk about that's the biggest I- thing
2: I liked I liked that opening segment up until the moment Roman came in to save the women. I thought they should have just left it as the women dropkick Rusev out of the thing because, look, it's another mixed tag and I don't understand the psychology of mixed tag team wrestling if you're beating up a guy and then, then you have to do a tag in and then the other two have to come in. I, I just don't understand the reasoning behind it other than, of course, Roman needs the Sasha Banks face rub to get over. And I don't think it's going to work. He's going to get booed no matter what. It's going to hurt Sasha more than it helps Roman.
1: Yeah, well, they've done the Roman Reigns face rub with other guys. They do that all the time. They they put who maybe not or maybe is not as popular as they should be with the popular kids to hopefully yeah. rub off. And it doesn't always work and it's not really working with roman but for the time being people weren't going to boo roman when he was holding hands with sasha banks cuz they like they like sasha banks enough you know they R- were they were they were willing to give a little room to roman reigns there but it can't be sustained it's not going to sustain itself that Ruru
2: way ru was fantastic though again i love Rusev yeah. in any promo situation yeah. he's just going to be great um, tj perkins mhm They've heightened this video game thing in the in the most annoying way possible. He's now talking in video game lingo. Yes. I don't know. I, I just I liked that vignette with with Kendrick in the locker room where he doesn't get stu- stupid baby face syndrome and expects the sneak attack, but how many how many arcade puns can we get here? <laughs>
1: Plus, are the kids playing arcade games? No, they don't understand this. Like, the people you would be appealing to with that lingo are not the people who listen to that lingo or care about it or use it. I don't.
2: What if it's one big meta commentary on millennials? <laughs> the millennial wrestlers who don't hang out in bars and go into the room and play video games. What if it turns into that? Oh,
1: God, yeah. help us. Yeah, but they're not, fuck, they're still not talking that way. I can't oh, believe no. they would be talking that way. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks and Charlotte in the uh, in the cage. We've we've talked about it. Like we wondered if they were really going to do it. And there's two different ways to look at it, right? There's the way of well, if you're going to make uh, the women's division equal to the men, if you're going to make sure that the importance on the women is as much as the men, and that you you let them have main event storylines, which is great because Sasha and Charlotte has certainly been one of the top storylines. Um, you know why not put them in the cage the other side is the optics how does it look when you're you're putting women in a cage but at the same time you know it's all performance art i mean you i, I don't if the sponsors are okay with it which they have to be because you have to imagine that wwe made sure that this was going to be okay to their sponsors to their corporate partners they weren't going to go in here blind they weren't going to go in there and ask for forgiveness later they knew whether the partners were going to be okay or not and the partners must be because it's happening. So why not let them, yeah. let them go see how it does? It'll either do well, and it won't, and no one will think badly of it at all, and they keep doing it, or it'll be the only time they ever do it. In they need future.
2: to, yeah. They need to heat up this rivalry though a little with a little bit more hate between the two of them. Not not the contrived stuff that they did on yeah. Raw, but I mean to to make it worth being hell in the cell, so we want to watch it. But uh, I'll tell you this much because I I put this to. I did the after buzz, no mercy, uh, after show on Sunday. She
1: That's plugged. right. Jeff, Jeff Hawkins tree is just growing so many more branches.
2: I am, I am spreading the shake them ropes love. Cause that is the reason I'm on there. That Great. is the thing they plug me on. That is the thing they introduce me as co-host. So it is all for this show. He's got, I a, am not T yeah. I am not TV ready. I'll
1: put it you're that not, way. You're not TV ready. No, you're, you're spreading your wings, getting ready for the eventual day where I just cancel this podcast.
2: Yeah, me and Maria Menounos in that co-opted media, we're tight. Um, but there was a female uh, indie wrestler on there with us, um, and I, I put this to her because right, I I knew people were concerned about the optics and stuff, and 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 I asked her, you know, her thoughts. And I know there are young women wrestlers who want this. They they mm-hmm. want to see this because they want to know that there's not that ceiling, so to speak. And I'm not gonna say glass ceiling, but you know, that ceiling for women's wrestling on the top level. You don't being want, being you don't deep. Want the finish line.
1: You don't want yeah. the finish line to be ahead of the men's finish line. You don't want it to be like, well, we can't go any further. This is all right. we get. I I can't work and strive. Because if you're if you're a wrestler in the women's division on on WWE television you want to have all the main event opportunities as possible. You want you want to be able to go and, and main event a Raw. You want to be able to go and have a, a higher money-making match on a pay-per-view. You don't want to be pigeonholed into basic match as the opener of the show. That's your earn, your earning limit. That's your income revenue limit. Uh, you can go and put out a main event Hell in the Cell match on a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. You want to be able to know that that's a possible thing, that if I work hard towards it, I can get everything that the men who work hard can get on the men's side.
2: And you want to be seen as more than eye candy. You want to be seen. Absolutely. As and, that's, and that's what Nikki's been putting out there in interviews of oh, late yeah. as well. I mean, you know, she wants it. You know, I, the women, of course, have put it out there for a long time. But everybody on every level wants this. Yep. So, you know what? Good. I'm glad they did this. I hope they make it the main event. I hope they build it up to the point where it can be the main event for this show. Mm-hmm. I really do because I think it's you know we now have a third Hell in the Cell match with uh, the the title match, I believe.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have the uh, the the uh, Universal Championship match, the women's match, and then Roman Reigns and Rusev for the Intercontinental Title, the U.S. Yeah. Championship
2: mm-hmm sorry yeah u.s well same yeah, okay. difference
1: sorry sorry um but, but i think sasha and charlotte was the number one thing to come out of raw i don't think they're i mean chris jericho doing his list stuff is getting eh. pops in the crowd and it's it's fun but it's not important no. What's important though with that is you started you started the tease a little bit mm-hmm. of chris jericho versus kevin owens and I like the subtlety there. I like that they aren't just going from zero to sixty with the turn. I like totally that agree. it's going to be a slow build.
2: Totally, totally agree. They're doing it. They're doing this one well, especially the. What were you guys talking about? Friendship. I thought that was Uh-oh. so
1: and so the cra- good. The crowd was so with Chris Jericho because the moment he takes the brief pause to say, "You're going on the list," the crowd erupts. The moment yeah. he takes the pause to say "friendship," one little word, they know. The people know what's happening. The people know that Chris Jericho is second guessing whether he should be second fiddle to Kevin Owens at this point. there, there mm-hmm. is, there's a lot going on there. And hell, if they're going to keep going like this with a slow build, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho have the two personalities that can make that the main event match on Survivor Series. You have two Canadians going up against each other for the Raw World Title. That should be the main event of Survivor Series
2: of Survivor Series yeah okay I, I thought you're about to go with Hell in the Cell and I was like that's in Boston no um, no, no you're no, right because
1: you you're gonna have Seth Rollins Seth Rollins should lose to Kevin Owens and then that's when you move for Survivor Series to, Jericho uh, to Owens and Jericho I agree and that up. and, and oh, what yeah. a what a great thing for Jericho too if you're Chris Jericho who you know has a super ego about this stuff he is on a show with both Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar two guys that he's gotten in physical altercations with and not <laughs> and not come out too badly on, if he is main eventing the Sky Dome ahead of Goldberg and and uh, and Brock Lesnar, how is that going on the old ego shelf of Chris Jericho? That's, wow. That may be his number one career highlight.
2: Rob with the great pull there. I can't even consider that. That is fantastic right there.
1: That may have been, no doubt, and this is ruining it, obviously. I know. Uh, that may have been my best moment on the show in two years.
2: No, that no. You
1: take a bow for that
2: one. That was a nice hot take from Rob McCarran. I,
1: I I'm that. fired up today. I don't know what it is. You said when we were uh, doing our pre-show meeting, which by the way was one of our longer pre-show meetings at like two <laughs> minutes. Uh, when we were doing our pre-show little get together in Ballyhoo, uh, I sounded tired. You said I sounded. You know, I'm I'm not in my usual setup. I am in an empty room right now as things are being moved. I'm in an empty room. I got the very basics. I don't even have the good mic. I have the crappy mic. My my peas are plosiving all over the place. Doesn't matter. But I am fired up now. I am fired up about <laughs> this week of WWE, and hell, we haven't even gotten into Paige yet.
2: Uh, is it, is that your segue?
1: Because <laughs>
2: I don't know what to say here. I don't. Another drug suspension. Well, we, oh, now, well, hold on. Okay, okay, so this.
1: Okay, maybe we should come in a little bit slower on the page thing for just a second. And this is what I have to say. She failed the wellness policy again, second time in like three months. She's suspended for 60 days. There's a lot of rumors going on out there. There's a lot of, a lot of sliding into the Twitter DMS of people who wanting wanting to appear in the know and maybe people who are a little bit in the know. There's a lot going on here. Okay. Um, But page has been suspended for 60 days. Uh, how likely it is she comes back to WWE? I don't know how likely it is. It doesn't certainly look that way uh, that she would ever come back. Uh, you have all the rumors out there with stuff with Alberto Del Rio. You have all the rumors about this alter- altercation that kept Alberto Del Rio off the last big AAA pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Paige not being back on TV when she was available, uh, whether she's hurt, suffering some type of injury. Uh, you know, she's come out and said that she has prescription painkillers. That's the reason why she's being suspended. WWE retaliated, which is odd for them, you know, coming out and saying that she did not test positive for painkillers or that's not why she was suspended. She was suspended for an illegal substance. Uh, you start getting into, okay, what was this illegal substance? Let's just keep talking about, oh, could it be cocaine? Could it be heroin? Could it be whatever? We don't know what she failed for. You know, WWE says an illegal substance. Okay, that's what they're claiming. And that may be true, and it probably is, honestly. But we don't know what is, substance it is. And I would just encourage a lot of people that if you want to speculate what it is, fine, go for it. I'm not going to tell you not to. But it's probably not prudent and safe for us to start talking about, oh, is she on cocaine? Is she on heroin? Because we don't know. And there could be some deeper issues there too, where this person probably needs a lot of help. You know, if she's on that type of stuff, she doesn't need a lot of wrestling fans saying, Oh, she's never going to be back. She's, she's on all these drugs. She probably needs some assistance and, you know, WWE has assistance available for their contracted talent and those who were previously with the company to assist them. So if it is anything bad, if it is something that she's struggling with, I would hope she gets help from WWE but we don't know what's happening and we you got to come kind of slowly on this yes because you don't know what's happening
2: yes and the takeaway from this has nothing to do with that the takeaway from this is that WWE is now fighting this in the media which makes it personal to them cuz they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't feel aggrieved in some way
1: well, yeah, right. espe- especially if I mean, if she's going out there and saying, "Oh, it was for painkillers," and you're in WWE and you know that's just not true, and you're you're coming off as a bad guy here because Paige, who is well liked by by fans and and people worldwide, um, if she's coming out there and trying to put blame on WWE for something that really is her fault, I can understand WWE wanting to play that game. It's just it's weird to see it because they don't play that game. They do if they. Do they do what so they need to if they're being petty, if
2: they're being petty, they are. And I think they're being petty here for a purpose. I think right. this is. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. And the wording of the release is one that you look at and you question because you think you should possibly parse it a bit because it could be a wide range of things. You're right. It could be illegal drugs, but it's an illegal substance. So you don't, it could be anything on that scale it could be a cream that contained something. It could be. It could it, be monkey urine. You know what? It could technically be a prescription drug she didn't have a prescription for. It could because, be because because that would be having something illegally.
1: It could be rhinoceros urine.
2: Why? Okay, great. It could be rhinoceros urine. You're, you're right. Why? Why would she? Well, she. Yeah, well. It that,
1: could be Bengal tiger urine
2: you'd be using that to try and pass a drug test. So, I mean, yeah, so illegal substance is interesting, but WWE coming out publicly and deciding to now fight this allegation when they haven't even – they didn't even do this with Eva Marie, well, which you brought they, up her story.
1: They didn't – what about Aldo Rose, uh, the former Adam Rose? Adam Rose yes. came out and said it was for something, and they didn't deny they didn't, it or they didn't accept deny it.
2: that They didn't deny that. They didn't right? deny – I mean, they didn't uh, – what did they do with the Roman Reigns thing? I don't think they said anything, did they? I think well, I don't think, I don't think either side something. said
1: anything. They were they probably told this guy, hey, be quiet about this. Don't okay. talk about it. We won't say anything, you don't say anything. Because that was yeah. super quiet.
2: Right. All these ones have been fairly, fairly quiet, unless the guy popped has something to say about it. And then generally it just goes away after that. I mean, Ricardo Rodriguez said it was a feder or a fat burner or whatever. Hornswoggle said his piece about his, that he wasn't popped and nobody ever fought any of these other ones. Right. WWE is now coming out with the lawyers and the press releases on this one. I would, that makes it it interesting. That makes it, that, that makes my little radar skepticism radar go up a little bit. I would also in terms of, in terms of maybe this is personal for reasons having to do with contracts and money as well for the future. Yeah. And that's why they word things the way they did. But yeah, it's interesting that WWE has decided to fight this.
1: I'll also say um, for those, because we've gotten this on our timeline now when Paige was first suspended and now on the second suspension. I don't think she's sabotaging herself on purpose. I don't think she's going out there failing tests, trying to get fired or trying to get released because there are so many other ways to try and get released and to just go. You can just go. CM Punk did it. CM Punk just left. You can just go. You don't need to be failing tests to try and get fired because they won't fire you. They'll suspend you and keep your contract going. It doesn't work. So if you're out there thinking that Paige is trying to get fired, uh, it's probably not accurate. You might want to change that belief.
2: Okay. It, It also, well, I mean, it may be somewhere in the middle between, trying to fail and not caring if you fail
1: speaking of not caring if you fail okay brock (laughs) lesnar this is match number what 15 on our top 100 jeff i believe so Uh, we got brock lesnar john cena from extreme rules 2011 this was Brock Lesnar's return match after the post-WrestleMania Raw that is still probably one of the best returns on a post-WrestleMania Raw or one of the best returns ever, period, on Raw television. Of uh, Brock Lesnar coming back after his MMA hiatus, after his failed football hiatus. This is a guy, I mean, I don't say it as a joke. This guy doesn't care if he fails. He'll give it his all, but he doesn't care if he fails because he knows like he's going to give it his all. He comes back to WWE. The crowd's super into him. And his first program is John Cena. They do this John Cena-Brock Lesnar match. Um, Brock Lesnar looks like a beast, does not kill John Cena, but they take it to each other. Uh, Really, I feel like in this match, from what I remember, because I'm going off of a lot of memory. You watched this match again. Um, I'm going off a lot of memory because I I didn't really want to talk about the match itself so much, but what surrounded the match But it brings a lot of John Cena's brutal side out of it. It, This was a John Cena pay-per-view caliber match here with Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar didn't disappoint. What was surprising, though, at the time, obviously, is John Cena was going away for a few weeks afterwards. He gives this weird going-away speech that you thought he might actually be gone even longer. Uh, But Brock Lesnar is on his return uh, as this... Former UFC world champion, like a guy who is coming back. And, you know, it's even weirder after this match, how he never loses. You know, he, he wins the feud with triple H at the end. He wins everything he's in. So Brock Lesnar loses to John Cena after an AA in the middle of the ring on steel steps. And it was just surreal seeing Brock Lesnar back, knowing he was coming back for the long haul and it wasn't just a one match and done. And he loses to John Cena on pay-per-view this may have been one of those times where it was the height of the LOL Cena wins meme. Because, yeah. oh my God, of course Cena won on a pay-per-view main event. Why wouldn't he?
2: Yeah, I remember the outcry going, that was so stupid. Why'd they do that? And the first, But, you know, that the way WWE logic is, is that, well, Cena didn't necessarily win clean. He used the chain to help him, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they try and make that the excuse. But, no, he, he lost. Um. Look, I... I I watched the match again and I had the same feeling I did when I watched it the first time. I was completely out of it when they brought in the doctors. I'm sorry, you can't have an extreme rules, anything goes match where a guy where two guys are beating on each other and you get blood and you're trying to stop the match for blood and to patch it up and you have Michael Cole going, this has to be done, folks. No, it doesn't. You're taking me out of the reality that these two guys are having a fight and hitting each other. It's the same with the flow of the Finn Balor Samoa Joe match at NXT yeah. this year in Dallas when the doctors were ruining the absolute flow of this match. And the cut wasn't even that bad, I don't believe, on Samoa Joe when, when he was doing all this. Yeah, the cut was maybe a little bit bad on, on, on Cena here, but it's an, ext- an anything-goes match. You got to let anything go. I I could not get back into this match. After anything that.
1: goes unless there's a little blood. You bring up that Samojo Finn Balor example. I'll I'll continue to say that the blood added to that one. I know exactly. it took you guys out live, but it
0: added well, to, the, it to
2: the, the The blood added to it. The doctors trying to, to get it to stop was just killing the live flow of the match. I mean, I'm on TV, I remember watching and going, yeah, it's okay that Samojo eventually starts shoving the doctors and things like that, but. It, you know, we're we're waiting for this fight and we have to stop for a while. I mean, it's easy to watch it on TV because the camera can cut away from it. Right. And, you know, you can get the drama of of Finn Balor trying to recover while they're working on Joe. But in the arena, everybody was booing. And you know, the same here. I just and then it becomes just your standard WWE hardcore match. You get the announcer yeah. table spot, you get the step spot, you get Cena doing his power lifting things you know, Brock throws guys around. I, I get that, but God, this, this it, it just, anything goes, this could be a fight that, you know, these guys could get seriously hurt here. And then he starts bleeding. It's like, well, we have to stop the blood now guys, because this, this fight that was supposed to, that could possibly get out of hand actually got out of hand. And now, yep. now this, so it's like, uh you can't, I, you know what? It's a fine match for what it is. It's not my style.
1: I, yeah, I mean, they're, And then you had the SummerSlam match where Brock Lesnar just completely destroys John Cena, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: like it's completely devastating. In good news, they've had different styles of matches. They've they've never really had the same match twice, right? uh, I don't feel. Um, But this was just so surreal because. It really is when you when you hear about Vince McMahon being vindictive and you're gonna have him lose. Like we we went through this with Sting when Sting lost to Triple H at WrestleMania. They're like, Yeah, we'll bring you in. We know you're you know you're good for us and you're a big star, but we gotta teach you a lesson. You gotta lose the first time out. This was Brock Lesnar getting taught that hey, you left us, you're gonna lose in your first match. Then you know, Sting comes in, you know, great, we have you, Sting. Uh, you're a legend, but you're going to lose in your first match. This is what he does a lot of times. At least the evidence kind of shows that. Uh, but it was surreal because Brock Lesnar went on a, a hell of a run afterwards and eventually did kill and murder John oh, Cena.
2: You can rebuild guys from that if you, if you decide that they're worth rebuilding. I mean, AJ Styles is a perfect example of that as well right. after yeah. losing yeah. to Jericho at WrestleMania. Which I called and nobody else did, but there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I yeah the sting example still angers me to no end because that was that was pure spiking the football in the Monday Night Wars. That wasn't even vindictive necessarily that was just uh, that was just a waste of time but this yeah they made Brock a big deal you know um, they you know you had the triple H matches as well, which, you know, help solidify him as a badass. It, you know, so I mean, look, Brock Brock is such a freak of nature and such a naturally gifted guy that you could beat him once and just give him a 10-match winning streak and he'd be over as a monster again because he's that good, he's that big, he's that impressive, he has that perfect package of what Vince wants. He has the athletic ability, but he also has the sizzle of being a giant monstrous guy who's larger than life. So you'd take him out there and the kiddies go, Oh, wow. He's a giant. I want to, I want to be like that someday, mommy, you know, that kind of thing going.
1: Match number 15, Brock Lesnar, John Cena next week. We got got Kurt Angle.
2: Angle. Okay. Huh? Okay, I thought you might not have it in front of you, but yeah.
1: No, I got it. <laughs> we are we are going on a string of two Shawn Michaels WrestleMania matches in a row. Yes. Match number 14 is Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 21, which, let me tell you, might be my favorite WrestleMania match ever. Really? I okay. love this match.
2: I am going, going to let you. I'm going to let you vamp on that when we get to it next week, then, because I want to hear you expound on some of these in terms of your feelings on them. Occasionally, you shortchange me on on your feelings on these matches.
1: Well, I apologize. I don't mean no, no. To it's
2: it's that. not a that's not a bad thing. But I like I like hearing you get hyped. No, I like hearing you get hyped for a match, much like I do when I watch the wrong rookie Steamboat <laughs> Ric Flair yes.
1: match. We're coming up on that soon, too. Match number 11 is Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, where we're going to talk about both the Shy town Rumble and the Wrestle War match. Um, Yeah, I know. You know, sometimes these matches go by, and I'm like, okay, that that was fun, but the Mm -hmm. bigger story around the match is more interesting, so I don't really talk about the match. I talk about what's going on. You've done that, too.
2: Oh, yeah, Um, the match sometimes doesn't resonate you, but but the history of it does, yeah.
1: Yeah, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels is next week, followed by Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania Mm. 26 a uh, match that I was live for um, from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, so, yeah, we got some Shawn Michaels matches coming up on the top 100. Um, and that is really it for this week uh, on Shake Them Ropes. Go follow us on Twitter. At Shake Them Ropes is myself. At Crap Game 13 is Jeff Hawkins. Uh, so I'm just going to go back probably to a nice quiet night doing my, doing my nice little crossword puzzle. Um, I need your help, Jeff. Mm-hmm. There's one I'm not, I mean, I'm not geographically inclined. I don't know all the cities and all the states and all the capitals and whatnot. I am, uh, I'm doing this crossword and 22 across is a six letter word for a culturally diverse city in Texas with a great music festival. Can you help me out? I think that would be Austin.
0: Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old?